0: If you have ever thought about starting your own podcast, you should check out Riverside. Riverside is an online recording studio that lets you record podcasts and video in studio quality from anywhere. And if you click on the affiliated link in the episode description and you buy a subscription, you will also be supporting the podcast. And If you're gonna start your own podcast or you just want to continue to listen to great podcasts, you need headphones or speakers. If you click on the Amazon-affiliated link, you can get great deals on headphones and speakers. And if you make a purchase, it will also help support the podcast. Both links will be in the episode description if you're interested. I want to give a content warning before I get started on this episode. In this episode, I talk about torture and I do go into some detail about it. So there is graphic violence described in this episode. So if you want or you need to skip this week's episode, I completely understand. If you just want to skip the graphic parts of the episode, I will put a timestamp in the description of when I start talking about it. And I'll also put another timestamp when I stop. So if you just want to skip the violent parts of this episode, you can. All right, well, now let's get into this episode. To fully understand the events and happenings that took place in Tudor England, one must fully understand the religious changes that were taking place. King Henry VIII broke away from the Pope. The King was now the head of the Church of England. Others were starting to question religious teachings and practices that had been around for centuries. Catholics that were in power desperately tried to do everything they could to help stop the spread of Protestantism. Protestantism started as a spark and became a wildfire that was spreading, and from the flames of some of those Protestant wildfires arose Protestant martyrs. Hi, I'm Courtney Jewel, and you are listening to History Shelf, a podcast about history that proves that sometimes facts is even more interesting than fiction. For the first season of this podcast, I am talking about something that I find to be very interesting, and that's Tudor history. Now, when I think of Tudor history, the first person that comes to my mind is King Henry VIII, but I'm not talking about him per se. Rather, I'm focusing in on his inner circle and the people he was an asshole to. And as I go along this season, you will find there was a lot of overlap between his inner circle and the people he was an asshole to. And this week, I am talking about Anne Askew. Anne Askew was born in 1521 in Stallingborough, England, to the parents Sir William Askew and Elizabeth Rossley. A little side note here, Anne's father was a juror in the trials of the men accused of treason and adultery with Anne Boleyn. Anne Askew had two brothers named Francis and Edward, and two sisters named Martha and Jane. Anne was the fourth child of the five children. Anne also had two stepbrothers named Christopher and Thomas by her father's second wife. Anne was 15 years old when her sister Martha was set to marry Thomas Kime, but her sister died before she got to get married, so it was decided that Anne would marry Thomas Kime. Anne hated this. Anne tried everything she could to get out of the marriage. Her father had to physically force her to marry Thomas, but she did in fact marry Thomas Kime, and she had two children with him. Although, she didn't take Thomas's last name, Anne kept her maiden name, something that was completely unheard of at the time. The reason why Anne didn't want to marry Thomas Kime was because he was a Catholic, and she was a Protestant. Thomas believed that women should be seen and not heard, and Anne was extremely opinionated. Anne didn't believe in transubstantiation. Transubstantiation is the belief that during communion, the bread and wine turn into the literal body of Christ. Anne also didn't believe in the hierarchy of the church. She believed that no one should be in between a person's relationship with God. She didn't believe in all the glitz and glam of the Catholic Church. She didn't believe in purgatory. And she believed a person should read the Bible for themselves. Her husband believed in the exact opposite of her beliefs. And so their marriage was far from harmonious. Anne was well-educated. She was one of the earliest known female poets to compose in the English language. She also had the Bible memorized. She used her memorization of the Bible when a law made it illegal for people to read the Bible for themselves. This law was passed to help stop the spread of Protestantism. So Anne decided to recite the Bible to people. Because of this, her husband kicked her out of their house. But Anne didn't mind being kicked out, because Anne wanted a divorce. Anne believed that the Bible would allow her to divorce her husband, because the Bible says that women should leave godless men. Anne became the first woman to petition for a divorce on scriptural grounds. Her local court denied her a divorce. But her family had connections at court. Like I said earlier, her father was a juror on the trial of the men accused of treason and adultery with Anne Boleyn. And Anne also had a brother that was a cupbearer and another that was a member of the privy chamber. So Anne went to King Henry VIII to grant her a divorce. Henry didn't grant Anne her divorce. Instead, what he did do is he sent spies to spy on her. In 1544, Anne moved to London and she preached. In March of 1545, Anne was arrested on suspicion of heresy. She was questioned about a book that she had that was written by John Frith, who had been burned for heresy. She was questioned by Edmund Bonner the Bishop of London. He had the nickname Bloody Bonner because of his ruthless prosecution of heretics. She was released after 12 days in jail. Anne was ordered to go back to Lincolnshire to her husband, but instead she went to go live with her brother Francis. In June of 1545, she was arrested again for denying the mass, but no witnesses came forward and she was let go. In May of 1546, Thomas Kine and his wife were ordered to attend the King's Council in Greenwich on June 19, 1546. Anne refused to say that Thomas was her husband. Anne was arrested again by Stephen Gardiner, Bishop of Winchester. But this time, Anne would not be let go. Stephen Gardner told the constable of the tower, Anthony Kingston, to torture Anne. The constable refused. It was illegal to torture a woman. No woman before, or since for that matter, has been recorded as being tortured in the tower. So the Lord Chancellor Thomas Ryefsley and Sir Richard Rich tortured Anne. You may recall the name Richard Rich From the John Fisher episode that I did earlier this season. Richard Rich was the one that tricked John Fisher into confiding in him that the king could not be the head of the church. It was the final nail in John Fisher's coffin. Anne's torture was brutal. She was put on the rack. Anne wrote her own book titled The Examinations and in the book she describes her own torture. Anne said, quote, Then they put me on the rack because I confessed no ladies or gentlemen to be of my opinion. End quote. They also tried to change her opinion on religion, but she said, quote, I said I would rather die than break my faith. End quote. Anne was given another chance to recant. But she refused, and she was then taken to Newgate Prison to await her execution. There at Newgate Prison was where Anne wrote her book. The reason why Anne was targeted was because they believed that she had a connection to King Henry VIII's sixth wife, Catherine Parr. Catherine Parr was a Protestant, and they were desperate to get her for heresy. They were so desperate that they tortured Anne in hopes that she would name Catherine Parr as a Protestant. Anne's torture was severe. It was so severe that on July 16, 1546, Anne had to be carried in a chair to her execution because she could no longer walk. Her shoulders, hips, elbows, and knees were dislocated. The stake that she was burned at had a small seat attached to it. She was placed on the seat and chained to the stake. She was offered one last chance to recant, but Anne did not break her faith. She was burned along with three men, including John Lascelles. You may remember John Lascelles from the Catherine Howard episode. He was the one that caused Catherine Howard's downfall by telling Archbishop Thomas Cranmer about Catherine's relationships with Henry Mannix and Francis Derham before she became the fifth wife of King Henry VIII. Some accounts of Anne Askew's execution say that someone slipped Anne gunpowder out of kindness so her death would be quick. And that's probably what happened. But there are some accounts that say that the fire burned on for over an hour. People that witnessed Anne's execution said that she didn't scream until the flames reached her chest. Anne was brave to the very end. She was buried at St. Peter Adventilla, and today Anne Askew is seen as a Protestant martyr. And that was the life of Anne Askew. Thank you so much for listening to the 12th episode of the first season of History Shelf. There are 15 episodes planned for this season. Next week's episode is going to be about Catherine Parr, King Henry VIII's sixth wife. I hope you come back for that. If you want to follow this podcast on social media, the Twitter for this podcast is at HistoryShelfPod. And the Instagram is at History underscore Shelf underscore Pod. If you want to get a hold of me, the best way to do that is to send me a message on either Twitter or Instagram. If you want to check out the History Shelf store, if you head on over to this podcast's Twitter page, underneath the bio is a link to the History Shelf store. Any purchases that you make at the History Shelf store go to support this podcast. You can also support this podcast by becoming a Patreon. This podcast is always going to be free, but there are some perks that come along with becoming a Patreon. The first tier is called History Student, and that is $1 a month. And with that, you get a thank you tweet from me. The second tier is called History Fan, and that is $3 a month. And with that, you get what comes with the first tier. And you also get to vote in a poll that helps me choose the theme for the next season of this podcast. The third tier is called History Buff, and that is $20 a month, and with that, you get what comes with the first two tiers, and you also get a handwritten note mailed to you from me. And the last tier is called History Lover, and that is $40 a month, and with that, you get what comes with the first three tiers, and you also get to choose one merch item from the History Shelf store. But... You can support this podcast for free. The best way to do that is to continue to listen to this podcast. You can also rate this podcast five stars if you're listening on a platform that lets you do that. And you can also share this podcast with your friends and family on social media. That would be very helpful. Well, until next time, keep learning. Keep loving history and come back for next week's episode. Bye.